0: Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers episode 14 I'm here with Vicky Hello And uh, we've got a slightly different show for you today A few days ago we set the controls for the heart of Sturchley, uh, a suburb of Birmingham To meet up with Josh Hughes, uh, head brewer and owner of Glasshouse Beer Company One of Birmingham's newest breweries and one that has been generating a pretty big buzz in the Midlands craft beer community.
1: Yeah, slightly different as well because it was just uh, you and me together, wasn't it? Yep. Um, Charles, unfortunately, couldn't uh, join us as um, he was up in Manchester at the uh, Cloudwater Friends and Family Festival of which no doubt he'll have plenty to say on a future podcast.
0: Yeah, there's a fair bit to unpack from uh, what happened at the weekend regarding that festival,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but obviously that's not what we're, this wisdoms about so we'll we'll move on now then.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, um, so yeah, we, we took the train to Kings Norton and we walked up to uh, Sturchley from there but uh, this journey does mean you have to pass the legendary Cotteridge Wines bottle shop and tap room. so uh, we stopped there for a, uh, a cheeky half on the way and then another five minute walk up from Cotteridge to the Waterside Business Park and uh, once we managed to get through the uh, high security gates we found ourselves like kids from the Bisto advert. We're following the sweet, sweet smell of freshly brewed wort to uh, a compact little industrial unit. So uh, here we go. We're here today in Glasshouse in Sturchley, and uh, we've got Josh here, the main man of Glasshouse to uh, answer all of our burning questions that we've had. (laughs) So um, so going right back to the beginning uh, what were the first beers you tried and, and what has been your beer journey as a drinker? Um Pretty much, I mean, I, it wasn't really until
2: the age of 18, that I actually mm. started drinking. Um, I wasn't a fan when, you know, being at the pub with the lads and everyone's on a lager, and I, I just wasn't ever particularly a fan, so I was more of a kind of a spirits man at the time. Right. Um, and funnily enough, my stepdad introduced me to... I can't remember the name of it now. Maybe Golden Glory by uh, Badgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah. uh, it was a really kind of... Uh, synthetic peach flavour, but it, it kind of opened my, my eyes to kind of the potential of, oh, wow, okay, so it doesn't have to just be this bland, you know, just kind of nothingness. Mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah, brown. yeah, kind of, yeah exactly. Either,
1: yeah, either brown and twiggy or lots of fizz. Well, yeah. yeah,
2: so that's kind of the first. So, I mean, it sounds really stereotypical, but it really was punk IPA. Um, <laughs> right,
0: no, that was pretty much... For us, we went from like drinking real ale and stuff to kind of trying that and just going, Wow, this is so different, you know. So, um,
2: it's definitely kind of a light bulb moment when you first drink it, you're like, This is the potential, yeah. It's just,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So many people that we've spoken to, either, and then we've either interviewed or we've talked to on podcasts and whatever, isn't it? Yeah that brewed especially around Birmingham area does certainly yeah, seem yeah, to be a bit like of a a theme doesn't
0: it yeah we'll, we'll get on to them later um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, it's um, yeah for a lot of people it's like people say oh Punk or uh, Jaipur have been like two yeah, gateway yeah. beers for showing people some, something different is is possible um, so yeah, so basically when, when you kind of had that light bulb moment with punk, were you sort of then down onto the whole what's around craft beer and seeking out stuff to try? Um, I mean,
2: I, I kind of was, and I, I kind of wasn't, I mm. mean, it definitely piqued my interest more so than it had before, but for a while, it, while it was kind of just a, a thing that me and my stepdad kind of shared and, yeah. um we used to go and get like a, a 24 crate from Costco and it cost pittance and <laughs> yeah. it was just kind of one of those. But then I think moving forward, having, having your likes of punk and having dead pony. Yeah. I was actually a really big 5am saint man. Um, oh yeah. I love that
0: one. Yeah, yeah.
2: It really kind of at the time, cause I'd never tried anything like it. I wasn't a cask man or, um, but yeah, I mean it started to peak really from there and I suppose it, it did develop, but it, didn't really until I started at Brewdog. Right. so right. that was really more so the catalyst that really then got me into it because of obviously having more of a, much more of a kind of a fundamental understanding and kind of comprehension of, of what it is, why it is what it is, and just loving it basically.
0: So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, the homebrew thing, that obviously came along a bit later. Yeah. What, what beers were sort of inspirational that sort of pushed you into to doing that? Um,
2: Jackhammer, actually. Ah, funny right. Yeah. Um, uh, disclaimer, I'm not paid by Brewtog. I know I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking a lot about them. Yeah. Um, no, it, it was definitely, I think it was the likes of Jackhammer and actually, funny enough, 5M Saints. So long before these big, dank, juicy East Coasts. It had to have that big, bold, bitter, really kind of pithy grapefruit jackhammer was just incredible. Yeah. So that was kind of one of the first ones that I tried to emulate. Um, And then 5am Saint. But, yeah, I got... I was happy with some of my renditions of Jackhammer, but yeah. I, I called them Josh Banner. Yeah, <laughs> <Nice. laughs> um, <laughs> like but right. for some reason, it is just completely out of my remit to brew an amber ale. Right. And it's like my most, it's like my favourite beer style. Yeah. And for some reason, after multiple, multiple guiles and attempts, I've just
0: never been able to really nail it. Yeah, I mean, when you say Amber, sort of like examples of that would be like, what, Sirens Liquid Mistress, that kind of yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah, 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 like yeah. Hoppy.
2: That's Hoppy, our, red, hoppy red, ales, red Ale.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a great one's um, Goodnight by Oscar Blues. I think that's their imp- Imperial Red Ale. And again, that was like a, a big light bulb moment trying that, the, the potential of what that kind of what that beer style can also be. Yeah. Because
1: so, what makes a. What differentiates a red ale to a pale ale or anything like that? that so that
2: it's, it's, it's your variation of your kind of, of the malts that you're using. I know typically you, you definitely have, you incorporate your, your Munich malts, which are going to give you a lovely kind of dark red, ruby, amber hue. Um, moving forward, a lot of people, Stone in particular, uh, started using a pretty brand new malt called Red X which again kind of uh, gave this really beautiful red tone but again it's that kind of balanced sweet caramel with a slight underlapping kind of dark bitter taste uh, kind of your dark um, roasted malts and that nice bitterness on the back end and um, they just I always refer to amber Ales as sexy beers because <laughs> I just think there's, there's not one beer style that I think looks better than an amber mm. yeah, yeah. they look in, in just incredible i think yeah, I was uh, going to
1: say, obviously, it's that to get that balance right then, that's where the... Yeah. And that's what you're saying, that's what you haven't yeah. nailed yet. I mean it's, you know. there's,
2: there's so many, like it, it's just so multifaceted, like the, the, the variables there are just incredible. I mean, even when I, I feel like I got close, it was just like, right, it, the, you know, whether it's down to your, your malt profile, whether it's down to your hot bills, your water chemistry, it really is. To, to get all of those to harmoniously come together is, mm. is incredible. Anyone that brews a, an incredible red ale, I just love them because just for some reason, again, I, I just can't do it. Yeah.
0: And it upsets me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't
2: do it yet. No, no, not yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> endeavour to get there.
0: I don't know whether it classes as an amber ale or not, but I had it in Brewdog Brum probably about five years ago. Stone Graniac. It's all about, uh, the, yeah. you know, all about the malt bill. That no, one, no,
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, I think big Bowls as well. I think maybe, yeah, like seven fifties. Yeah, seven fifty. Yeah. I can't
1: remember. If it was it, it keg line, and then that you'd had, or was it? Would might have been. Go and build might have been. Time, remember, used to get quite yeah. a
0: bit of stone stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, while we're on the subject of brew dog, we might as well sort of get them out of the way now. <laughs> and... and, and uh, <laughs> Get this finished, but yeah.
1: That elephant in the room, get yeah.
0: out of it of <laughs> way. So obviously, that's that's where we first met you. You was behind the bar at Brewdog uh, yeah. for quite a, a while. Um, what what is your Brewdog story? Was, was did you just see the vacancy and sort of get yeah. into it that way? Um,
2: yeah. it actually kind of came through a joint effort at the time through my sister and my stepdad. Yeah. Um, my sister knew um, Michael G, right. who is is you know renowned in the for kind of what he's done in the Birmingham craft beer scene, he's managed some absolutely incredible craft beer outlets, most recent being Kilda. Yeah. I think we can all mutually agree that it's, you know, Kilda's awesome. Yep. Um, although, you know, I thought that would give me a bit of a leg up. It didn't. Cheers, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it was actually the second time that I applied when a, a new position came up. Yeah. Um, and. I didn't hear for ages and I was really eager and I remember calling up and, um, hmm. and asking if there's any news. Uh, we got called back in and uh, it's actually my, my, my now, my, my partner now, Laura, we both got employed and there was only one position. Uh-huh. They felt that, you know, yeah. we both brought something to it. Um, I've got off track a little bit here. But, <laughs> so,
0: so, So yeah, obviously you did Quite how a while, yeah. Four it. years, yeah,
2: yeah, four years in total, ranging kind of roles. Started off with just bar staff. Um, started running a homebrew club before I'd even brewed a beer, <laughs> which was which was interesting. Yeah. but again, like that really helped to show me as well to be able to to you know witness and speak to people with decades and decades of experience, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know let them help to kind of guide me where I wanted to go and, and how to do it. Um, so yeah, went from Bar staff to running the home brew, uh, was then um, international kind of brand ambassador in, in Poland. Oh, right. mm-hmm. lived, didn't live there, but went over there and opened up the new bar uh, in Brewdog, Warsaw. Came back, did a very small kind of trial stint at the brewery in Ellen and um, subsequently got, you know, got offered a, a, a position up there, but f- kind of thought at the time, if I'm good enough to be up here doing it I think it's worth having a punt and having a go myself and seeing how we get on Yeah. so obviously everything up there was pretty automated though isn't it yeah that, that was really the crux of it for me to be honest it yeah. was just um, you know I wasn't allowed to touch hops which I'm just an absolute <laughs> hop fiend <Yeah. laughs> if any, anyone that's drank glasshouse beers you know how much of a, a hop fiend I really am um, yeah it, I just didn't like kind of uh, how automated it was and I wasn't able to kind of Really get stuck in and you know, dig out the mash and and shift 25 kilo uh, sacks of malt all over the place, and it just so quite regimented and quite Mm. sort of automated and all that sort of thing, yeah. A
0: bit uh, like a factory, I guess, when you get to that
2: level, but I mean, once you get to that level, it's the continuity becomes king,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. So, you can say everyone's got opinions about brew dog, and you can say, you know, that the maybe some of the the beers I think everybody knows what beer on the phone too but mm. it, it's not as good as it previously was mm. but one thing you can't say is that it doesn't now have continuity batch to batch to batch which when you're on that scale really continuity is king yeah. so yeah. and, it, and it's, a, it's, it's for a different market now at the start yeah. it, it, you know it really kind of galvanised the, the UK craft scenes so that one singular beer but now because of you know everybody else that now exists. It, it's one of those. It was never going to always stay at the top, and it's kind of. It, I wouldn't use the word refined, but mm.
0: it's been dialled back, and obviously it's now a lot more accessible. I suppose if yeah. you had to look at it. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing, really, because like this is the discussion we've had with quite a few people of like you know when obviously back when you was working in the bar there, it was pretty much the only game in town if you wanted hoppy craftier type sort of beers. It was pretty much the only place to go, wasn't well, that's it? That's what yeah, we do, no. wasn't
1: it? We would. We'd come into Birmingham Simon would always do that hmm, Do you fancy a trip into Birmingham and go shopping? And I'd know that there would be no Me going anywhere near any clothes shops Would not be <laughs> a case It would be like Oh we'll just um, do a diversion here And yeah. then spend so the lunch, afternoon in, yeah. always food <laughs> Oh we'd have lunch in oh yeah, dog, yeah. And, then go. Sydney, and then just have a couple of
0: know. flights <laughs> Yeah and, you
1: know. a couple of flights later yeah. And then it's like oh, time to catch a train home now Yeah, <laughs> But, but I think that was our only game in town mm. Then It was like But going on to our, our next question is Obviously now, the Birmingham scene has yeah. definitely changed. Do you think it has upped its game?
2: Uh, is this in and just in, in
1: terms of just the craft just, beer just scene, the craft
2: beer scene in Brom? I mean, oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I mean, four years ago, I mean, it was really interesting at that point because I feel like that really was the start, and it was really, like, I'm really proud, and, and you know, that I was somewhat in some small way was part of when it really, really started to just boom in Birmingham. Mm. Um, I mean, back then on the, just on John Bright Street, you know, you had, it, at that point, it was just Brewdog. Yeah. There was no Turtle Bay, there was no Cherries, which love mm. Cherries, there was no Bonehead. There was, you know, the Victoria was there, more kind of cask yeah. um, leaning. Obviously you had the Welly, your post office vaults, but again, with the with the part of it was more kind of your Belgian style, and then your casket um, at the welly. Yeah. but To think where it is now is just is completely incredible, and I think. I mean, I'm really proud. I, I think it's great. I think there's, there's quite often an argument of is there a potential of it. Saturated, mm. and I don't f- think there is because Brummies are so loyal and supportive, yeah. mm. and I, I don't think it's a question of them, kind of of them of us rather uh, flocking into one particular venue rather spending time in each e- each kind of a respected venue.
1: Well, we've had this conversation again before, haven't we? Where so now with Birmingham, mm. if we want a bunch of mates want to come over, we've got choices now. We can either do yeah. the Jewellery Quarter. We'll obviously come on to this in a bit about the whole Sturchley where you are now and and all that's happening here. So then you you can argue we've got the Sturchley mile coming yeah. up. We've also got Tower Centre. So as drinkers we've got lots and lots of different options now and yeah. we will go to all. And then we were talking when, I think it was when we interviewed the Machinistas. Yeah. So if we want to go over to Coventry, there are literally three places Yeah. in Yeah. yeah. So and it's like once you've done them once it's like That's great, what you've done it then. we'll go and do yeah. them again, but we won't want to repeat yeah. it that quickly. So and so uh, there is that it is really interesting with that whole when does it become saturated and when is yeah. it actually really healthy then and but you know thing, from oh, a well, I think business it's new now though, it's coming out totally to the great.
0: suburbs now. So like, you know, you got paper duck at Harborn and stuff like that. And like you say, you'll go, Well, let's do an afternoon of drinking over in Harborn or let's do we'll stick in town today or something like that. You've got choice, just ever more choice now, haven't you really? I think that's the thing, um, and just great, great places to go. And there's there's more coming on, aren't there? Really, with yeah. uh, I don't know when the Thornbridge thing is supposed to be happening as oh well, yeah. be, that as well. So, yeah, it's doing good. Anyway. So, yeah, going back to Glasshouse itself. So, when did this all sort of kick off? Um, obviously, you started off home brewing, yeah, and then kind of transitioned to what you've got now. When when did that all sort of start? Um, was April
2: 2015 mm-hmm. it's when I really kind of me, me and my um, cousin Callum who's uh, co-owner Cal when we really kind of started taking it more seriously um, I think most home brewers out there appreciate this but it, at one point well not at one point but it was kind of just like oh we'll brew and kind of get a little bit pissed while we're doing it Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 and then that turned into right kind of refinement and refining the brews and kind of critiquing and really just getting into a groove and finding out our processes and finding out the way that we like to brew, getting the results that we want, how and how we're getting them. And then we, there was a, funnily enough, there was a, there was a, the very first BrewDog Cloudwater collab, and it was a, they brewed a New England IPA and released it in 660 more bummers. Right. And at the time there was a lot of people from you know, in the Birmingham craft beer scene there, like kind of regulars and locals. And I thought, well, you know, I, I brought a few bottles of my homebrew along and it kind of gave them out. And unbeknownst to me, like people had added it to untapped, and like I found uh-huh. it like a week right. later and I was like, oh wow, like people yeah. seem to be like, um, you know, really enjoying the beer. And then it got to October the 21st, 2016 mm. and uh, we incorporated the business. Yeah. We didn't start selling until May of 2017 on a tiny scale. I mean, if you care to look just over to your right, just there, that's the original brew kit. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Pretty small. (laughs) That cute, tiny little, uh, half, no sorry, barrel, so yeah, one barrel kit with four half-barrel efforts. Right. So
0: that's
2: where it all began. So, so you're you keeping
1: that to... Actually, sorry, I'm lying there,
2: actually. We started off brewing 15 litres on a little 30-litre kit. Then we moved up to a 50-litre kit. And then we, when we started releasing beers, we were doing it on that. Because, you know, you can't really just... You can, and people yeah. do. And we yeah. did for a while, but you can't really just release one keg.
0: No.
2: <laughs> so, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so at that point, you, you weren't obviously here. You were still brewing... Uh, almost pretty much home brewing, but you were yeah, releasing yeah. the beers uh, yeah. as as sort of like uh, official brewers in a way you yeah. HMRC so HMRC had had our, ADRS licence,
2: had our AWRS license had our brewing license were completely yeah. registered and you know uh, a fully fledged brewery yeah and um, yeah it was i mean I, I really enjoyed those I suppose it was a year. Of releasing beers on that kit because it was very much like a proving grounds for me. And I think actually it helped to gain kind of not a general consensus because it's so subjective person to person, but I think it really helped to see like right, we did this with this one, kind of like how how did this how was this perceived? How did this go down Mm. and and what we thought about it? But I mean one thing that's never changed and never really will is that not we're not particularly swayed by if a beer goes down unbelievably well because if if we think we can critique it if we think we can you know improve it we will do so so it's not that I'll throw a figure out to you so we um, worked out in January that we'd, we'd 21,000 points of beer right. of our beer had been consumed in three months Yeah, of that not even 1% had been rated
1: uh, so it's kind yeah. of like not
2: Pandering to, yeah. do you know, to yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so those Uber
1: geeks are rated and yeah, yeah. You, I mean, don't don't. Worry,
2: I, I love Untapped. I think yeah. it's, it's a phenomenal resource for us to have as well. Yeah, but, but just because it's highly rated doesn't mean that we're just going like, to right. We're just going to brew this because yeah. we want we want to show far more depth and far more breadth to what we are and what we do.
1: And I suppose that's quite. That it's quite an interesting point actually because people can get very. It's it's like the whole TripAdvisor and tap all that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. You can get very much swayed by oh but these people are saying this so we must do this but Mm. yeah like you said actually that's less than one percent of all the beers that that, all the pints that have been drunk that's that's a really interesting
0: sort of statistic because when you're deep into beer geekery you just think untapped is everything Uh, but it ain't is it yeah and and this is the thing obviously you must get feedback from people just locally and stuff like that in addition to untapped but um it is, maybe people do put too much kind of uh, emphasis on onto that and just see, you know, a beer where the average rating is over four is, is you know, like, well, got to check this out because it's over yeah. four, but it's still not that many people in a bigger scheme of things, I suppose, is No, it? no, it's not. So, um, yeah. Um, so you chose to do some crowdfunding. Um, yes. What was the decision behind that? And are you happy about how it worked out?
2: yeah no uh, uh, definitely um we'll get on obviously I'm guessing we'll be getting onto tap, tap room talks yeah. and mm-hmm. and whatnot oh, yeah, shortly yeah, yeah. Um, so it basically came that at that point at the size brewery we were, and you know essentially at that size you you're not in loss but it's just completely negligible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so the, you know, we would, I think the best we got offered was like a 32% APR business loan. Right. Which, yeah, yeah. is just crippling. Yeah. Um, especially when there were so many months, well what transpired to be so many months of downtime in, you know, the, the kit being delayed and, and everything from there. So we lost essentially six months worth of Oof. production time on top of having to pay rent for six months, yeah. Uh, yeah. business yeah. rates for six months getting everything else ready, getting the the infrastructure of the whole building ready and good to go and then to be delayed on that side. I mean, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Um, Obviously, we are past our projected opening date in regards to the tap room. Um, And for uh, any investors listening, sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, we're so, so busy trying to make this brewery, make this brand kind of... Just the best it can be mm. and I think when when it is ready which as, as you've seen today you've seen the mm. development of the cold room which is going to be our cold store and our beer cellar you can see lots of OSB around so you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, you yeah. know it's definitely going to be a craft beer bar if there's OSB yeah um, we want it when it's ready we want it to be the best possible version of itself and because we're rapidly rapidly growing mm. like far quicker than I think we ever right. could have imagined it's Sadly, taking a bit of a... Um, I'm not going to say it's like it's been put on the back burner whatsoever because every month we're still working on it. We're still pursuing and we're pushing forward. So we're at a point now where the licensing will be going in uh, this month. Right. Um, but it gets hard as well with some of the national events we've got coming up. I mean, uh, we're, um, we're at Hop City in April. Right. I think I can stay on this. I'm not sure, but by the time... This goes up, mm. so we're actually at Brewdog AGM. Yeah. Oh. yeah. as well, right? So the intention was for it to be late March, April, mm. but with April, as you've seen, like currently, it's just me and Dave. Yeah. So obviously, um, on the on the payroll, that is, so we're completely full time here. Um, we're just two people on production side. Mm. So yeah. to the fees, it's just not sadly not feasible for us to get up and running in April but we definitely, definitely will be open in May. Right. And again, when it when we are open and when it's ready, it hopefully I think it will make everybody proud. I think that's the thing, that's the kind of key core thing. We don't want it to be an on you don't want it to come and it to be something that's clearly an ongoing development. We want it to be, no, this is, you know, this, this is, is the end yeah. result, yeah. this is it and yeah. come in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I suppose this is the problem, isn't it? It's catch twenty two because, yeah, um, yeah, your your so your beers have gone out there.
0: Yeah.
1: We said, and 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 I think lots of people have been. We we were waiting for your first really big batch of commercial stuff to come out that was you know like you said more than one keg and you know and out there, and I know I certainly like God, I hope it lives up to the hype. Because yeah, there yeah, yeah. was, you know, and I know it probably wasn't generating value, but it was there was lots of hype around. And no, I think it's because, and because you're and, and, the hype, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's because you're so well known and respected and loved in the Birmingham scene. So there was all of that. Yeah. But obviously then, yeah, that has probably like you said, that's exceeded your expectations. Yeah, At complete, the same uh, point as you're then also like, ah, but we've also got this other Arm of our business model That's
2: that we it. need to do, and we yeah. can't do it. And yeah, I mean, I think th- the thing, was as well why, was, was having to, and it is still having to balance the national demands, yeah. but also making sure that locally everybody supported us. Yeah, people are still able to, you know, to drink our beer. I mean, it's mind blowing to me. It's completely mind blowing to me that before we rack a batch, it's 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 sold, it's gone, whether wow. it's through right. various distribution arms or whether it's. <clears throat> Excuse me, local outlets around Birmingham. Um, so it, it's mind blowing, and that's been a bit kind of the reason why we had to at the time push a little bit more nationally, as I think for myself anyway was that as, as you said about kind of like the hype and mm. I, I'm, I've never been a fan of hype machines like mm. if a beer's good like there's plenty of breweries out there that are incredible and deserve hype and don't get it Yeah. and for that reason I don't like kind of that someone just becomes a hype and there's a massive onus like yeah. slopian yeah yeah like it, so like Colonel you know yeah. breweries just do their it, thing yeah. they do their thing and they do it so so well and they don't get any of this hype behind them yeah so I think it would kind of for myself going national with it, it's kind of
0: proving a point that our success wasn't just, you know, local. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That was a discussion we said, because with, you know, it it is one of them things where you're known locally. So there's a bit of kind of, like you say, people are loyal. Yeah, And and so, you know, you've got a local fan club, let's face it. And by going outside of the local area, as you say, then, it's almost like proving when other people in different parts of the UK are going, "Wow, this is a good beer." Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's proving a point then. And
1: like you said, Brummies and West Midlands people, and obviously, we'll count ourselves as West Midlands people. Um, that's that's it, isn't it? We're, there, there's very much this. We're fed up with Manchester getting all the plaudits. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. We want our local city to have yeah, it. No so then, though. when you people like you come along, then of course that's why you kind of, you know, you want to. Up it and hide it and No, whatever,
2: definitely, but like, you know, in very much so in, a, in a, a joint manner and joint way with, you know, we love Burning Soul, Dig yeah. Brew, yeah. Fix yeah. Wheel, Green Duck. Um, so just, I think Birmingham beer scene you know, and Birmingham breweries on a whole deserve far more national recognition mm. than we actually get. Yeah. Uh, I get Ambient Midlands as well, you know, Twisted Barrel Machinistas. Yeah. There's yeah. yeah. a new one coming in a. In a Innovation. They've got the, the cans. Oh. Warsaw That is sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They're opening a tap room. Yeah, or something, that looks they, yeah. really
2: interesting. Yeah. Again, apologies that I, yeah. C- yeah, I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they're popping up all over the place. It's all good.
0: Yeah. So, do you think social media is important for a brewery these days? Yeah.
2: I do. Yeah. yeah? Um.
0: I kind of have
2: always been very true to social media. So there's like certain um things that you'll you'll see me write or say which you know it's just because it's it's me kind of uh, you know as much as obviously the the brewery and the brand has kind of like completely superseded me yeah yeah yeah. but i I like to think that because it's it's a mix of who we are and where we come from and kind of like the colloquialism of it and Mm. it's yeah i like it and we can, be, we can be divs on social media I'm you know, <laughs> not afraid to say it and we'll, we um, sometimes poke the beast at his camera and gets us in a bit of uh, hot water yeah. but yeah. Um, I think it's because God, not to sound brutal, but we really do nail our flag to the mast as yeah. it were and we kind of you know, we have our views and we got a lot of stick in particular for one beer that we did called For the Many Not the Fume. Right. Um, whilst I definitely appreciate that you know being over uh, politicised in, mm. in, in your business isn't, a, isn't deemed a good thing, I don't think it really is as well, but we kind of just did and went with it and it was just a really clean drinking easy session session mm. IPA. Um, but yeah, we got, we got a bit of stick from that <laughs> one. Yeah, but you're
0: not alone in that, obviously, because I think Affinity down in London. Affinity did it as well, yeah. yeah. Same name, yeah. And, uh, and and you know, there's, there's other breweries that are Basically, setting out their stall really—they're they're using their business a little bit, not not totally as a soapbox, but just kind of like, yeah, if you want to know more about us, this is what we're about, yeah. you know. And and I don't see any harm in that,
1: really.
0: I think the core the, the core thing for me is that it's
2: it's humanised. Yeah. It doesn't just seem like there's someone sat at a computer tweeting. it, you know, sometimes there will be some off the cuff tweets. There'll be this. There'll be, you know, spontaneous and. And I think it just, it really humanizes us yeah, as a totally. brewery.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you can sort of tell the accounts where somebody's, they b- have b- the social media manager that just kind mm. of sits there retweeting stuff. And yeah. it, it, it starts to appear a little bit corporate, which, um, yeah, you guys are not not getting any danger of <laughs> coming across no. like that. Um, so so yeah, um, obviously, as we've said earlier, you're, you're here in Sturchley, which for our listeners outside of the Midlands is about four miles southwest of the city centre. Yep. Um, so what made you choose this part of the city for the for the brewery and was it difficult finding the right place?
2: Um, I'll start with the kind of latter point. Yeah, mm. it was really hard yeah. finding a place that was gonna work and I think it had the location that we wanted. I mean we're all fairly local. You know, Callum for instance lives a couple I won't say the road obviously, but yeah. he lives, lives uh, literally a couple of roads over. Yeah. I live less than half a mile away. Yeah. But the biggest thing really is that we w- wanted to stay in this area, um, really it's kind of like family roots. Mm. Yeah. Um, so my great granddad had A.E. Hughes and son um, it, from 1890 until I think 1920 on the Sturchley High Street. Yeah. My current nan and granddad's on the corner of Rove Road and Midlands Road in Cottridge um, I've got their grain grocers, that's been going for 60 years oh, wow. wow right so it's it's kind of it really is the, the epicenter for us as a family yeah. A, yeah. A, kind of a, the entrepreneurship of where we come from and um, I think more than anything it was just really nice to be able to come back here and awesome there are also there are some absolutely awesome incredible local businesses yeah you know not just your, your breweries your bars but your, your, your likes of loaf and we're on this beautiful canal which in the summer is just
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. good spot yeah. for uh, good spot yeah. drinking
2: outside. Uh, That's it, seeing yeah. the old barges go
0: by. Yeah, so was was it difficult
2: finding this actual unit at all? Yeah, um, so <sighs> I mean, this unit was a bit of a nightmare to be honest because <laughs> it was. We actually originally wanted the unit next door, which is double the size. Yeah, uh, but it transpired that the web page was uh, nine years old. <laughs> Um, right. so it kind of just fell in our lap actually, because I'd been speaking to the um, the landlords and it, it transpired that this place was coming up mm. um, so we asked if we could come down and have a look uh, at this point it was you know uh, it was an old uh, media company and you couldn't see anything, you know, the whole place was just full to the rafters of, of boxes and chairs and uh, speakers yeah. Right. Yeah. But we got the general impression that Right, this is this is a good space for us. I think we think we can make this work, um, and I'm glad we did. You know, it's definitely we're definitely outgrown it rapidly, but I mean, it's nice. It's it's I, I think it's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's um, you know I, I absolutely adore and love the space the attic have. It's it's mm. phenomenal. Like it's incredible. Obviously, the beers are great and uh, the guys are awesome. So it's it's going to be interesting because I think we're going to be kind of more on the low key yeah. side and more of an onus yeah. on the outside courtyard area for the summer. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be it's the Sturchley is, is definitely yeah. going to be that great craft
0: beer kind of suburb. We haven't lost them grounded and a bit is like
1: that more in the summer. Lost and grounded are a bit more because a it's like, s- yeah.
0: seasonal openings, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. making a big deal about it. Yeah, when the weather's good and stuff. Yeah. So um,
1: yeah, it's like you said, it would be. Be lovely if you could have somewhere that would have been ideal for both. But equally, yeah. it's that whole thing you're doing two different business well, models it, yeah, yeah. at the same time, aren't you? And exactly. It's, you and know. you know, there's
2: there's the stuff that we've got in our kind of like in our business plan moving forward, which we really want to do. But it's it's kind of when the time's right for that yeah. as well. Mm. You know. It, it's already hard enough running a bro, <laughs> so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, suddenly then you've got, And you know. suddenly, yeah, you're
2: juggling all this, yes, right, okay, no, let's, let's, I let's do this. Let's need do this
1: right. I need, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> enough lose for the punters. Oh, I no. you know, yeah. All of that
0: stuff, yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, that's the next question, really. We've sort of covered some of it already. Obviously, you're going to have a tap room here. Yeah. Um, What sort of setup can people expect to see, like, how many taps? Will there be some guest biz? Will there be... What what sort of opening hours will you be looking at when it um,
2: all Yeah, cool. So we're going to start off with eight taps right first. Right. This will obviously moving forward it will increase. <laughs> well, apologies, that's uh, <laughs> that's Dave closing the manway on the hot kettle. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so we'll be starting off with with uh, with eight taps to start. Yes. Um, in regards to guests, I don't think we will do guess one thing we will probably do is have a really high quality lager on draft right. at all times. You know, we'll have your, your, your nice wines and your spirits as well. So oh, right. anyone, if that's your particular taste, then there's always something that we, yeah. can, we can cater to. Yeah. Um, in regards to kind of the, the layout, I think we're just going to go for really low key and just comfortable and chill. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know, Laura will love me for saying this like kind of Scandinavian minimalism yeah. kind of vibe. Um, Ikea. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> there we go. Ikea yeah. and OSB. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can see kind of like from the layout in here, it's, it's, it's quite a, you know, a nice light, bright, mm. you know, some might say a little bit clinical with it all being completely white in here, but, um, yeah, just, just really relaxed. So. Your whole way along this this wall here is going to be more of like a your leaning bar. Yeah. Then you have a, various kind of tables throughout here. Yeah. And then we're really going to develop the outside area as well, which I think definitely is is going to be what it's it's all about. And especially like yeah. coming up to the summer. I think yeah, it'll yeah, it'll just totally. Be absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah. cool
0: stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what, what would you be looking at o- opening just weekends, just Saturdays? Um, to
2: t- yeah, to start off with, I think we'll do Friday, um, kind of two Friday, two till ten. Yeah, Saturdays uh, vary between either 12 or one till ten. I think I'd, I really like the idea of Sunday actually. Yeah, um, chill out Sundays, yeah, chill out Sunday yeah. like a 12 till six mm. kind of yeah. time on a Sunday. I think it's just you know, if you want to come and experience, I, I always used to say this to you, when you get to the busy bars uptown, yeah, if you really want to experience it. Either go kind of like if you can, like more so on a weekday or go yeah. on a Sunday, yeah. Because then you really get a true taste of what it is, and you still get all the beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it quicker, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's you know it's a little bit more chill.
0: Nah, no, really I'm a big fan of, of just chilling out with with good beer, so that's that's cool. Um, and will you
1: have food options there as well? Or uh, like we're absolutely absolutely gonna, definitely going to definitely going to
2: develop it, yeah. So my stepdad's going to be doing some awesome little bites. Um, oh, right, we'll have right. some street food vendors,
1: yeah. Um, that seems to be more of the norm with a lot yeah, of places. Yeah, I think I think so. Days, I think right, I yeah. think
2: we're gonna do. I think what I'd like to do, especially in the summer of the outside areas, I'd like to have at least two or three. Yeah. Um, right. So then you're really giving people the opportunity to, you know, so you, you've got for your meat eaters, you've got for your vegans, you're vegetarian. Yeah. So you can have just a really nice
0: yeah. uh, all inclusive. Yeah. There yeah. we go. That's the one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so obviously, you don't really have a core range of beers at the moment. No. Um, Is that something that you would work towards keeping the things that are the most popular as rebrews or...?
2: Um, Again, this kind of comes back to the, like, we do obviously take notice of the most popular stuff, but I think more so it's what we're kind of most proud of and what we've enjoyed and what we think really has hit the nail on the head in terms of our interpretation and where we try to go with it. Um, It's definitely something we're striving towards because it's fun. As it is, sorry, I should rephrase as fun and nerve wracking as it is (laughs) to brew brand new beers every single time. So, the one that we're brewing today is Guile 16. Um, So, going from a half barrel kit up to an oversized 10 barrel, and there have been 16 brand new recipes, right? You know, but I wouldn't change that because of what it's allowed us, what, what we've yeah. learned from that process. You know, we've really dialed the kit in through that process. And I think that there's, you can see the kind of continuity in our beers of what we go for, whether it's the kind of danker, juicier styles, whether it's mm-hmm. the cleaner, crispy boys or, you know, I, I love that we've done all the different variations, but this is now the time where I think that we're going to start Really homing in on what we're thinking about and what we want best to represent us. Yeah, and this is where it's hard, is because although like fifteen, I can't remember what was, fifteen or sixteen brews on this kit sounds like a lot. Mm. In the grand scheme of things, it's really not. That's yeah. you know that's that's only four months worth of brewing. So yeah. who knows? Like me and Dave um, always have a laugh because when we when we brew and we release them, when we're kegging one, like, oh that's a cool beer that is. Mm. But then. Then we uh, release the next one. And we're like, oh, that's a cool drink. <laughs> that's <Yeah. coffee. laughs> that's yeah. cool drink. So it's kind of yeah. It's it's. Well, I think we'll come to a happy medium. Yeah, and there's definitely a couple that we're we'll rebrewing. Uh, this one, for instance, is a slight variation on hops and recreation. Right. Which I think was there's uh, eight Simcoe. It was really easy drinking. Um, so I think that's. We'll see. You'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to say this one. And the so. thing is,
1: as well, there's so many different beer styles out there as well, isn't there? Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. have you done any saisons? Yeah, have you done any Yeah, well, sours? we've got, everything? we've always yeah. got a, one
2: sours. seasonal. Um, excuse me, which we do every year, which is my Judy. Mm Right. Yeah. Raspberry Pale Ale, which yeah. uh, I brew for my mum, um, yeah. and now everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's actually that's actually being brewed next week. Yeah. Oh right, yeah.
1: Cool. yeah, I don't think that's, I think Actually that's one of the ones we haven't had, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So while we're on the
0: subject of beer now, yeah. I've finished mine. Yeah, but that's where you can meet so mine what again. So what we're drinking now, if you yeah. want to tell us a bit about uh, about this one.
2: Yeah, um, so Terry needs his nibs, this <laughs> one. <laughs> 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 yeah. we're, we're massive fans of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and um, there's been quite a few now of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine kind of reference beer names. Yeah. Um, so it's a chocolate milk stout, which it's kind of a nice, robust malt bill you your uh, kind of your standard Marisatta, um, some brown brown malt, quite a fair whack of chocolate malt, extra dark crystal, Carafa Special Part Three, um, a little smidge of dextrin, and uh, yeah. So Peruvian cacao nibs. So I think it lends itself really well. It's, there's a lot of depth to it. Mm. Um,
0: super drinkable though yeah
2: These yeah s- 4.7 obviously there's a little yeah. bit of lactose in there as well so yeah. oh that's uh, the sweetness there, that's yeah. that's the sweetness balancing yeah. out there yeah. yeah But i mean i think we wanted to start with this one and of having a, a relatively rich base balanced by the lactose and kind of your mash temp and then your cacao nibs going in and yeah i think as it, definitely as it develops um yeah but as, as i said earlier with the keg that we're currently drinking it's a Sadly, a race against time. It's,
0: uh, <laughs> it's more we like a have beer actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we've got we've, we've for the, the people listening, uh, the keg key keg split. Sadly, so it's a race against time to drink as
0: soon as possible before uh, <laughs> <the> worst. <laughs> drink fresh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, drink fresh. No, it's great. Uh, it's 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 just so so drinkable, isn't it? Really, mm. it really is. Um, so
1: you were saying you sometimes you'll get about out of what how so many kegs you'll get one that always splits. Is yeah, so you mean, it's do, really, though? really
2: annoying. Which is one of the reasons I love I love keg cakes for the reason that it's much easier to get your, your beer all over the you know nationally. Yeah, but you're, you're talking one or two key cakes per pallet, which is only thirty six. We'll mm. always split. Um, and you get very little to nothing in terms of reparations on it. So you lose the not just the gross profit of what's inside. Mm. But yeah, maybe you'll get the price back for the empty keg if you're yeah. lucky. So yeah. So it happened to us yesterday, and we were just like, right, we're drinking it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, no, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's cool. Um, so it's really annoying
1: though, isn't it? Is oh, it? yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, packaging and stuff like that, obviously, pretty much everything that goes out is is key keg now. Currently, yeah. Yeah. Would you ever consider cask or anything like that? Or uh,
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, cask's something that I've, I love, mm. personally. I mean... Again, it's the funny thing that as I got into craft beer, I got really heavily into cask beer as well. Yeah. Took me all the uh, Ross Lang here, um, back to the Craven Island days, mm. and uh, going up there on Mondays after kind of staff training and drinking just some incredible like trad, and then and then like some really really kind of like craft, mm. craft cask, mm. and I love it. I think it's a format that would work really well. I don't think it's a format that would work well for our some of our hazy styles. Yeah, no, 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 because. Yeah. Obviously, it goes without saying, yeah. but I think definitely some of our stouts and some other beers I'd like to try yeah, it on.
0: Get the smoothness, then. Yeah, get, yeah. The, get
2: that. Really get that smoothness from it, and I think it would work really, really nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's not a format that I'm against. It's a format I'm definitely for. Yeah. It's just gonna have to be the right beer. Yeah. That's kind of working out which what
1: yeah. we
0: want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's early days, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and
1: anything on small pack can bottles, anything like that, yes. or is it again we're still. No, no. So we'll be we'll,
2: we'll be going into can. Um, it's just that we've kind of um, we want to keep it all in house. Right. Uh, I think more just for kind of uh, assurances to our, for ourselves. But you know, this poor you know canning. It's, it's it's one of those subjects that people. Some people love it. And it works really well for them. For some other people, it, it's you know it does not particularly go very well. So we're really keen to keep it in house, and we will be doing so. It's just time. It's one of those. It's another one of those. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's (laughs) like. All the ideas. It's another facet (laughs) of.
1: And then suddenly, before you know, it's like, hold on, another month's gone. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but no, it's definitely a format that we want to be in. And
1: and can rather than bottle in terms of a dispensary. Uh, I mean, for
2: bottles, we'll definitely be putting stouts in bottles. All right. Um, Just. uh, I, know it sounds silly, but I think it just works so much better for some reason. Yeah. It's probably more psychological than it actually is. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but you can age
2: bottles, can't
0: you? Well, that's it, yeah. imperial exactly. stout, 750ml bottles, that sort of thing.
2: Well, I remember McKellar Black, that incredible Imperial Stout. Oh God,
0: yeah. yeah. Had 10
2: years in when it was in a bottle. Yeah. Only given a year. In case, right. Obviously, I know it's arbitrary, kind of like your best before, especially yeah. Imperial yeah. Stout. But yeah, and so yeah, I just, I think definitely Stout format, I'd go. Into
0: yeah, 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 cool. So, yeah, just to round up then. So, obviously, it's like early days at the moment, but where do you see Glasshouse in two years' time or where would you like to see it in two years' time? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what have you told your business manager? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bang do you? Just get the crystal ball out. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just call my and get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
2: So, I'd like to really see us continuing... To kind of to stay true and keep doing what we're doing, um, definitely there'll be some some decent size expansion and upscaling in that process. But yeah. I'm really passionate about not going above uh, thirty hectoliters, so not going yeah. above three thousand litre brew length. Yeah, because uh, I think it's totally manageable for us to mm-hmm. do. You um, can still keep it relatively manual. Yeah. So it doesn't have to become too kind of automated. Um, you know, there's different. There's different. Things that I want us to achieve, like I really want to start placing an onus on um, homebrew, right? It's, it's where we came up, and I think a lot of brewers could could do more, uh, essentially giving back, as it were. Mm. So I want us to be able to get to a point where people can come and, and gypsy brew on our old kit, or you know, if, yeah. if we've extra capacity and this and that. So it gives people that kind of leg up in that way, um, and yeah, and getting our getting a bar. Get the yeah, bar yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, so can yeah. Labs
1: with other breweries, or yeah, no? I was yeah. Just plenty gonna of, plenty actually, of I of just hands.
0: remembered about that because you went up to Northern Monk just last week, didn't you? We did indeed. Yes. yes. So what? What? How, what? What did you brew? Can you say what you brewed yet? I don't think I can. No. no, it's
2: part of the patrons
1: project. <laughs> and uh, it oh, it's a patrons it is oh. yeah it's bloody delicious. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, ah, okay. Yes, yeah, so I'll be getting released pretty much next next week. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. I okay. think around about yeah stuff No, that was that was a phenomenal experience. Yeah, um, bet, yeah, they really, really are the best people in the beer scene. Yeah. Just the hospitality, just the whole team, mm. the, the ethos of, of, of that brewery is just they're so fun. Yeah, but very, very health and safety oriented. <laughs> <is that. laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um,
0: which is a great mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, especially for a brewery. No, they,
0: they, were, they were phenomenal. They're wow, amazing. That's cool. I mean, that's a great thing for you guys, obviously, getting because they're such a big name now. Yeah. To, to get to brew with those yeah. guys is, is awesome. Um,
1: but that almost goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's like that whole so you're going out to more festivals now. So that's great. That's getting the name out there. Yeah. But that, of course, means you've got to brew more. And, you know, well, you it. it. So then, in and line then, with
2: that, you've got to make sure you're increasing capacity. Uh, yeah. And,
1: and then suddenly you're going to be in a can yeah. now as, a, as part of the Northern Monk. Patrons project, and yeah. This, yeah, it's all these things, it's, isn't it? It's,
2: it's gone it's a, a bit mad, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I love it. I've
2: obviously I obviously wouldn't have it any other way. I, I really love that we've, we've grown so rapidly, yeah.
1: Um, I suppose that that actually is a question we've not actually, actually answered this. So, all this when you were originally thinking of going professional, it's yeah. like you obviously thought, Oh, it'll be this way. Has it turned out to be like that, or is it something now? Um, I mean, it's definitely, it's
2: definitely been a lot more stressful than before, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but it's any also regrets? No, no, no. I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I love what I do. Um, I love what we do, and it's really awesome to see that other people love what we do as well. Mm. You know, being able to have that kind of um, the feedback that we get and the reception yeah, that we yeah. get yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's also mad to me to think that like there's kind of people out there, you know like. Glasshouse fans, yeah yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, But then I suppose I think about it like I'm a Daya fan. I'm, like, I'm yeah. do you know, yeah. I'm a Cloudwater yeah. fan, and yeah. Yeah. so yeah, no, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. It's, it's been an incredible journey, and this we're we're just getting going.
0: So excellent. Um, I can't wait to go move forward. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Excellent. Well. Thanks for your time, thanks for chatting to us, and uh, good luck with all the future stuff that you're doing. Awesome. Wow. And oh, thank uh, you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll uh, catch up with you again, maybe in a year's time or something, see see where things are going. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully drinking some cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He might be too big for us anyway. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's No. A, no uh, never. never. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Oh, that's excellent. But yeah, thank you right. very
1: much.
0: Yeah. Cheers, thanks. No,
2: no you're all welcome. Thank you.
1: Right, so there you go. Um, I hope you enjoyed hearing what Josh had to say there. We certainly did. Um, as you can see, things seem to be moving at a great speed for Glasshouse, and it's great to hear that their beers are now turning up in places like London and Manchester. If you want to keep up in uh, with developments on the tap room, follow them on Twitter at Glasshouse Brum, and of course they're also on Instagram at Glasshouse Beer Co.
0: Yeah, um, so we're we're really looking forward to the tap room opening. It's a great location where it is right next to the canal, as as we sort of mentioned in the in the main interview. Um, the Sturridge scene is already happening uh, because uh, we we stopped by an Attic Brewery uh, on our way back up to catch the train. And uh, it was absolutely rammed when we were there. And that's late on a Saturday afternoon. So. Yeah,
1: great for them. Not so great for us. Because obviously we wanted to stop for a, a, bite, um, to eat. a bite to eat and uh, another welcoming beer. And uh, Yeah, you know, it was we, pretty packed, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so we yeah. had to make our way back into um, into, town. into town.
0: Yeah. We're hoping to speak to some of the other local breweries over the coming months. So if any breweries are listening, if you want to drop us a DM, we'll, we'll sort something out and uh, get you on the podcast too. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear in your podcast app. Uh, please leave a review as this really helps us climb the ratings charts and helps other people to find us. Uh, obviously, we're on, as per usual, the, the normal social media channels uh, at beers underscore frontiers. We're on Facebook, Instagram at beers without frontiers. And a good old-fashioned email, beerswithoutfrontiers at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening. Cheers.
1: Cheers.